Hey y'all, welcome back to a new podcast episode 8. So I'm going to get back to more musical stuff tomorrow. Um, I just kind of took a break from it tonight. But I did watch, finally, for the very first time, you guys, I watched Generation X, the 90s X-Men made-for-TV movie. You guys, okay. So, like, I'd heard of this movie for forever and a day, and I was like, oh, there's no way I can find it on YouTube. Like, I just, I didn't think about looking for it because I'd heard about it. I'd seen the, the trailer for it all that stuff. I had known about it for, I wrote about this movie for years. I just had never seen this movie. I didn't think about like looking on YouTube to see. And then tonight out of nowhere, I was like, you know what? I feel like watching something X-Men, but not something I've seen. Let's watch something kind of bad. Um, and so I looked <laughs> for sure. I looked for it and I found it and it was, it was, I mean, it was a bad copy, but it was, you know, the best you could get from a made for TV film from the nineties. that I don't think got any like, you know, uh, revamping for, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think anybody decided to like, uh, to, uh, remaster it. Anyway, the movie is about a group of mutants led by Banshee and, uh, Emma Frost, um, the White Queen, who are, I, I guess, taking, have taken over Professor X's School of the Gifted, which is not a thing in the comics. They actually have their own separate place that they teach these kids. I think it's even in a different state or whatever. Um, but yeah, so anyway, it's, it's about like, it has like Jubilee, uh, it starts off with her, um, being like a teenage 15, 15 year old mutant, um, and being hunted by, uh, these, well, you know, humans who haven't, like, basically she hasn't registered as a mutant, and her parents are like, oh, she, you know, we didn't know she had her powers, and they're like, yeah, that's bullshit, like, she's 15, so you would have known by the time she was, like, 12, 13, that she had these powers, so we're gonna basically take her in and, like, do these weird things to her, and, like, her parents are kind of like, we don't know what to do, um, that's when they come across, uh, Emma Frost and Banshee, um, Sean Cassidy's character, who are like, no, we'll take her, and we'll, you know, basically train her to be a mutant, and, you know, use her powers in a safe place, where she can learn, like, other kids like her, um, the parents are kind of apprehensive, but they know they, they really don't have a choice but to help or to let this happen. Uh, and then there's also another plot um, of this guy named, I think, Dr. Russell Trex, Tresh, I think is his name or something like that. And he's basically like trying to um, take over, like kind of not so much take over the world, but take, well, I guess, take people over by using their dreams. Basically, um, he's trying to kind of manipulate people's minds and the way they dream and kind of like make them do things that he wants them to do. Uh, he's trying to take over this company. Uh, apparently he used to work with the X-Men, Emma Frost to be exact, um, and trying to do the same thing when it comes to mind control. Um, and it's cool because when they get to the, well, she gets, so by the way, Jubilee's not the only new student. There's also another new student. His name is Skin. Uh, I think his name, I wrote all the names down just because I was like, okay, because I didn't, like some of the characters I'd never heard of before because I guess they were made for the movie. Uh, but Skin's character is, the, by the way, these are not the actor's names. These are the character's names. Uh, Angelo Espinoza is the character of Skin. He's an alien. I think in the comics, he's an, he's an alien. He's not an alien in this though. Like, I don't know what, he, he's just like human in this who happens to have really long stretchy skin. Um, he ends up going uh, to the school, like I think of his, own free will and um it's funny because like when he's getting like taken away in, in the in the car with his with his dad or whatever his sister I'm assuming it's his sister like grabs onto his hand and then like won't let him go and like 
he's like his skin is stretching which I'm like you're exposing your brother like I, I understand that like he might have already been exposed as a mutant but I don't think so but like you're just in the middle of the street exposing your brother and also why didn't the dad stop the car I was like why don't you stop the car so your son can collect his his arm which also which is also kind of weird too because even though his like skin stretches it seems pretty painful every time he gets his skin stretched like he kind of yells or shouts so I'm like that actually sounds like it's hurting him which is kind of unfortunate you would think that like a lot of these power like those kind of powers where you can stretch out your skin or your you know your your body parts I get like it's more than just his skin though I think it's his body parts that can also stretch I would assume like the bones in that can I don't know I'm not sure what can stretch and what can't but like either way like he's always yelling so he's always in some kind of pain which I'm like that's really does suck uh, anyway so him and Jubilee end up becoming these new kids at the school that um Banshee and um Emma are working at um and the the new ki- the other kids that are there are, are Monette, uh, Nomet, no Monette Yvette, who goes by M. Um, she is a comic book. I I'm very well aware of her character from the comics. Uh, Mondo, who I think is supposed to be like Samoan or something, but he's not in this movie. Um, and then we have two new characters for the movie. That's going to be the character of I think her name is Arely Hicks. Or, yeah, Ar- Arlie? Arlie Hicks, I think. And she goes by Buff. Um, and then Kurt, whatever his last name is, by Refrax. Uh, she, Buff is supposed to be Husk. Um, but I guess they couldn't afford to, to, to get that character. And then, uh, Kurt is supposed to be Chamber, who has, like, like, Chamber has, like, I think, like, fire and stuff that comes out of his mouth and everything. He has to wear, like, a, a thing for his face, which I thought you could, you know, easily do something like that, like, some, like, some kind of effect. But, uh, instead they have Rethrex, who basically is, like, kind of think of him as sort of, like, Havoc and Scott but not really like he he doesn't he like his powers are similar to theirs but he looks more like toad even though he's like you know like like a toad-ish character I guess um and then buff she's just this girl that's like really really big and, and very buff um her body will change uh to like I guess her her she can she can be she's very strong basically she's very very strong and she's very self-conscious about her body because it kind of morphs and shapes shapes differently than other bodies can uh, mondo is just very strong he can uh, adapt to i think any kind of material or whatever like that's thrown at him or whatever except for jello he doesn't even like he doesn't even like jello i guess because he can't like i don't know like, adapt to it i guess i don't know um m in this is just very smart she's like a super smart and strong mutant as well um and then obviously Banshee and, and White Queen do what they would normally do, except for White Queen does not have um, the ability to go diamond form. Uh, they do talk about the Hellions in this because she's actually worried that she's going to lose this team the way she lost the Hellions. Um, so that was kind of like, kind of sad, like the fact that, you know, her other team died and she, you know, this is what she has left. Um, but anyway, like the movie was fairly, like, it was interesting. I've seen a lot of bad movies, a lot of bad movies, um, and I actually saw, I watched a reviewer of this movie after I watched it too, and he pointed out a lot of the same things I did, because I remember watching it going like, you know, this is bad, this is like Captain America in the 90s bad, which I watched that too uh, a few years back, and I was like, this is bad, but it is what it is, like it's, it's not, you know, it's not going to win any awards, nothing like that, but it's just something that's just kind of like, 
I've seen bad superhero films before, and these are pretty bad, but I don't know. Uh, it's fine. You know, it, 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 it did something, I guess. <laughs> I guess. It kind of felt like a little Disney Channel at times, and then times it didn't. What really threw me off, though, was some of the language in this movie. So, one of the girls, like, like Jubilee curses a lot, but one of the girls which is weird because she's like 15, I guess, but she just used the F word a lot. But then also one of the girls that, um, uh, the character of Angela was interested in, she calls herself a bitch. And I, I just, it threw me for a second when she was like, so basically there's a scene that happens where Angelo and the rest of the mutants come into this diner. Um, before that though, Angelo, you know, eyes this girl with all her friends. One of the girl's friends is just like irritated by him for no reason and calls him gross. And she thinks that he's following them, which he actually kind of wasn't, but also kind of was. Um, anyway, they go into the diner. He goes to the diner not too long after and they meet up with some guys. And, you know, one of the guys said, what's wrong? And the girl, the jerky girl's like, oh, this guy's following us. He's kind of gross, blah, blah, blah. So the guy invites him over to the table. And the girl, um, the angel, like, she kind of under, she kind of sees what's going to happen. And they end up, like, dogging him. And so he ends up running out in shame and stuff. And the other mutants kind of go after him. But anyway, she meets up with him at again, again at a carnival that everyone's at. And she's like, yeah, you know, I was a real bitch, you know, before. And I was like, I was not expecting her to use that language. But okay. And then I want to talk about the doctor guy. So the doctor, uh, Russell, Russell, Tresh, I think is his name. He says some out-of-pocket shit in this movie. Like, out-of-pocket shit. So he's talking to, to the character of Angelo when he has him, like, you know, um, kidnapped. Because Angelo goes into, like, this... He uses Cerebro, I guess, to, like... I don't know what he's trying to do, but that's what he's, he used Cerebro before. And only him and Jubilee are the ones that really use it. Because um, I guess they're trying to do, like, these demonstrations of how to, like, to, to stop you know, uh, bad guys from getting to them, I guess, is what what they're doing. But anyway, he uses Cerebro, which I think ends up hooking him up to the mind of Dr. Russell Tress, who's trying to get his body back or some junk. Um, and so anyway, he, like, when he has Angelo captured, he tells Angelo, one, he hates his hair. Like, it, like, I forgot what he said about his hair, but someone called, oh, someone calls Mondo, who's played by a black actor or a mixed actor, they say that he has hair like a Brillo pad or some shit, they say some really, like, out-of-pocket shit about his hair, but then with, with, uh, the character of, uh, Angelo, uh, Dr. Russell says to him, what is he, he goes, uh, he has, like, this, like, this blade, and goes, have you been circumcised? And I'm just like, what kind of a fucking question is that? And then there's that one point when he captures him. He literally calls him a WB. He calls him a WB. And I had to go back and watch that scene like twice. Because like he did not just call him that. Angelo's character is Hispanic. But he uses a word that is very, very, very offensive. Like he, he says it quick, but he says it. And I was like, why is he... First of all, what? He... It was very, like, out of pocket. Right? Like, I couldn't even... Dude, I couldn't even believe... I'm like, what channel was this airing on? Because how in the fuck did they get away with using Marvel characters and having Jubilee, who's, like, 15 in this, say all these curse words? Like, Doctor... The Doctor was a total... The Doctor was a creep from the moment I saw him on screen. I'm like, he, he's... There's a point where he's in this, like like, teenage hangout spot, and he's just harassing these teenagers, like, he's, like, like, kiss, kiss, pucker up, or whatever, like, this weird shit to all these teenagers, I'm just like, you are 
weird. Like, I get that's how you're playing the character, but there's also something very off-putting about this character. I'm not saying the actor himself, because that, you know, the actor's the actor, but there's something about just off-putting about this character that's really just not okay. But yeah, he calls him a WB. He talks about how he hates his hair. He asks him if he's circumcised or not, which I'm like, this is all really problematic actually like on top of everything else that's happening of course what's said to mondo is just completely out of pocket like it's just it's this movie's crazy like it really just has a lot of crazy crap in it that it's like if you're not paying attention you miss some of the things you're just like okay but yeah there's it, it was crazy it was absolutely crazy would i watch it again yes actually i would only because of the fact that it's like it's just something to like something bad to pass the time i like a lot of bad movies but this is just like the acting isn't the worst the power effects are terrible they're absolutely terrible and like it's just it's it's not great (laughs) this movie's not great and it's funny because the girl that plays jubilee like i don't think i'm i'm not sure i i could be wrong but i think and it's like the case of the guy who plays mondo where it's like they really didn't pay attention to these people's races at all when they hired them like at all and it's funny because like the character of um kurt uh refrax was supposed to be like a big jock guy but they ended up like completely casting somebody else for that for that role um the lady that plays emma frost she's very pretty she she played um i think the charmed one's grandmother on the show charm like the younger version of that that actress um but yeah she looks nothing like emma frost at all she had to wear like a really bad blonde wig and emma's very like emma's very her clothing is very raunchy and this actress like was like i I think one not comfortable with it which rightfully so but also two like does not look like emma frost like at all also the banshee character guy really threw me off too because he doesn't look like banshee at all none of the costumes were correct i think jubilee sometimes wears like a yellow jacket um and then also the guy playing banshee like i felt bad for him because i think he just i think he kind of just felt like this was cheesy because he does some cheesy stuff sometimes when he has to like do the scream like he at one point like i guess did the double barrels like fake guns with his hands to kind of like like and put his hands in his pocket i'm like oh, that's so cheesy please don't do that again like it was just, there were just a lot of moments in this i'm like this is this is dumb anyway so towards the end of the film obviously there's a big battle at the end of it and it's up to angelo to save the day he ends up like wrapping his hands because he's got the stretchy hands wrapping them around the doctor and fleeing the doctor and himself out of a window uh which is kind of poetic because the doctor ends up um doing that to a nut like a human towards the like middle of the movie ends up killing one of his like uh co-workers who's going to get him fired from his job he like kind of goes into his mind and has him jump out of a window so it is kind of poetic that they both jump out of something uh into like this kind of dark abyss and that's when angelo because he's got the power to stretch himself stretches like back up to save himself uh and bring himself to safety um some of the characters in the movie kind of have like relationships where like arlie and kurt uh so buff and refrax kind of are a couple sort of at least towards the end um mondo kind of seems into jubilee but not really i think jubilee's younger so probably not um monette has like some guys that are interested in her but there's never any like you you see her with a bunch of guys like that like a group of guys but you don't there's no like distinctive she's with this person um 
I think Sean and Ember might have had a thing, but it doesn't seem like they're having a thing at the moment. Um, and that's kind of that's kind of it. There's not too many characters in this movie at all. Um, there's just like you know the doctor, the people that he works with, uh, Jubilee's parents, uh, uh, Angelo's parents, and then the, you know uh, the, the jocks that are trying to beat up Angelo. Angelo's girlfriend and her friends and that's pretty much it like and obviously the mutants and that's pretty much all that we have and and sometimes the police because there are police officers that show up in the movie uh throughout but um there's no real even talk about what happened to the x-men because it's charles's school i believe that they're teaching at but there's no talk of where the x-men are we again we hear about the hellions we don't hear about at least I don't think so. I think X Factors mentioned too in this, but there's no talk of like what happened to the X-Men X-Men. Towards the end of the film, we get to see a brand new costume that's unveiled. Um, Buff's character gets to wear that costume, which I thought was weird because I thought they would use Monette for that costume because it's a literally Monette's costume that they have her on that they have her wearing. Um but weird that she doesn't actually put that costume on. Also, M never transforms into uh, Penance, I think is the other name of the character, never transforms into that character either. So a lot of these characters just kind of get their basic powers, and some of them don't use them very often at all in this movie. But I mean, I guess for the time that it was it was done, you can't really expect too much from this film. It kind of just, it, it just is. Like, I, that's what the, one of the other reactors had said to it. Like, it just is. And that's all I can really say, too, is that this movie just, it exists. It's a thing. It's like the Captain America movie and some of the other earlier movies from Marvel and stuff. It just, it is. You can watch it on YouTube if you want to. I don't, I don't, I don't not recommend it. Like, I, I don't not. Like, I, I don't know. Like, to me, Generation X, like, the characters in there were pretty cool. Um, even in the comics were pretty cool. Like, I, it's been a long time since I've even seen any of those comics around. But I do have some of the characters. Like, I have, like, Monette. I have uh, Banshee. I have Emma Frost. I have um, Chamber. Um, I have, obviously, Jubilee. And there's a few other characters, I think, that I have in there as, like, Marvel figures. And I did actually do, like, a Generation X photo thing like a little photo shoot not too long ago with those characters so like and uh, the ones that I had and so I don't know to me like I love anything X-Men and so I think I love this movie in a way by default because it is X-Men it's it's bad and I know that it's bad but there's something like Batman Forever bad about it also like yeah the, the Dr. Russell Tresk character is such a he's such a Jim Carrey like I don't want to say before Jim Carrey was Jim Carrey because I think they were like famous around the same time but like he's a very it's a very Jim Carrey-esque performance that he gives with just more of a level of like rude creep like that's kind of what what happens in that movie or what that performance is but I guess it was meant to set up either a tv series or set up like more movies like it I'm kind of sad that it didn't happen like I'm kind of sad that we don't have to go a whole bad made-for-tv universe of movies from Marvel um, that are related to each other because I would have loved it. I would have eaten that up and just kept watching it. Again, I've, I sat through all of Mortal Kombat Conquest, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. I sat through bad... I've sat through bad movies from, you know, all the, like, the hero, you know, 
adventure genre so I mean I can sit through this um and I would have loved to have seen more so and I didn't hate the Captain America movie from the 90s it was bad didn't hate it though um or the Fantastic Four thing um like there was a lot of things and I also found out from another reviewer that apparently there was a um a Nick Fury movie I think I'd seen a picture of David Hasselhoff as Nick Fury and was like what is this and it turns out it was a whole thing so that makes sense too I'll probably have to if that's out, out there to watch I'll probably have to watch it again I'm the guy that sat there and watched Samurai Cop and watched Samurai Cop 2 because I wanted to like it's like it's me hi I'm the problem it's me it is anyway I'll see you guys later have a great rest of your day night evening afternoon whenever you're listening to this if you're interested you can watch Generation X on YouTube for as long as they keep it up there good luck because it's it's a thing it's a thing that happened yeah I'll see you guys later bye Hey y'all, welcome back to this episode. I wanted to actually add on a few more things to this. First of all, I really want to talk about, um, hold on, let me actually mute my notifications, otherwise I'll be dinging this whole time. Hopefully y'all can still hear me. Um, but anyway, I wanted to talk about, by the way, if I sound like I'm out of breath or whatever, I am going to be doing a little bit of a workout. I enjoy doing my workouts during my podcast, so I'm going to be doing that. Anyways, um, I wanted to talk a little bit more about the, the movie that was Generation X, just because of how crazy it was, y'all. Like, when I tell you this movie was just bonkers, it really was just bonkers. Um, some things I, I forgot to add in the first go around to this episode were just some things that, again, the guy was saying that were kind of out of pocket um, about some of the other characters. I forgot that he called um, uh, Emma Frost the girl, the, well, the Emma Frost character. I think he called her, like, some sort of, like, psych, uh, what is it, like, uh, some kind of, like, psychopathic slut or something like that. I forgot what he said. Or a, a, a psychic slut or some junk, which I was like out of pocket. <laughs> he just was saying the most crazy things. And then there's a moment where he's like in this sort of like, um, he's in like, I guess the mind of one of the main characters, Angelo uh, Skin. And he says something about like, there was something kind of sex related to what he was talking about with him, like creeping into the girl's room, which was a whole problem. That really was like a whole problem of Angelo creeping around in, in this girl's room. But anyway, uh, he said something to Angelo um, that was weird. And then like he randomly has Angelo's sister too. Uh, and he actually starts licking the side of her face. And it just, it was kind of, it was kind of jarring because his, like his sister was a child, like a straight up whole child. And he's looking at her face, and I think she laughed. Like, I think the actress herself, like, found that moment kind of funny. But, like, I don't know. Honestly, I was side-eyeing her her whole character from moment one. Like, her, the actress who plays her just looks irritating. But anyways, um, and she just did some out-of-pocket shit. Like, when she was grabbing, like, homie's hand when he was going off. And I'm like, are you really, you know that stretching your brother's skin causes him pain? Might you be a bully? Might you, little sister, be a whole bully to this man? You might be a bully to this man. Um, but yeah, him licking her face, I was like, did that really just happen? No, it did. Like, it did. But it should not have happened. Like, literally lick this child's face. <laughs> um, and then I, I forgot that, like, it's implied early on in the movie that uh, Emma Frost and um, Sean Cassidy's character, or Shriek, Sean Cassidy, um, are, or not Shriek, uh, Banshee, are like um, not a well, they're a couple of homies. They're a couple of homies. They have definitely 
uh, been in the bed, I guess is what, what's happening in, in this movie. But yeah, just the implications <laughs> in this film are absolutely crazy. Um, and I'm just like, how were they getting away with this stuff way back in the day? Like, how, like, how was this happening? The cursing that was going on, just a lot of stuff was happening in this movie. Um, I actually went on after that to watch more of, like, the more 90s, 80s Marvel films. And one movie that I was watching was, um, well, I watched the Nick Fury one that was starring David Hasselhoff. That one came out in 1998, so about two years later. And, you know, honestly, that one wasn't too bad. I thought it was going to be terrible. I was really expecting a bad movie. Um, But it actually wasn't very bad at all. It was actually kind of a a chill film. Um, I mean, it was corny, for sure. It was very corny. Um, But I don't know, because at first I'm like, oh, David Hasselhoff playing anything? This is just going to probably not be good. And it turns out it it was corny. It 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 had its bad moments. So just like the other film, um, X-Men Generation, which was just very bad, Generation X, which just felt like Batman forever, um, because that's essentially, I guess, what it was. Um, it, I, I noticed, too, going back and watching it again, the angles that it was shot at and also the green lighting was very much in line with Batman forever. It really was. It was very Batman forever of a movie. Um, but anyway, watching this Nick Fury movie... There's always an actor in these movies that kind of goes above and beyond. And it was the actress that played the character of Viper. Um, So basically, the story of this is, um, let's see, uh, Nick Fury is going after the children. uh, I forgot, I forgot the guy's name. Anyway, like, uh, think of a William Stryker character, kind of, from X-Men. Kind of him, but I, I forgot his name. Baron, Baron. A stroker, it might be his name. Anyway, Baron uh, has two children in this, and one of them is the character of Viper, his daughter. Um, Baron, I believe, is, like, frozen. So Viper and her brother are trying to bring him back to life, but they're having issues doing so. Um, Viper's character, the actress, is actually uh, from the Mortal Kombat Annihilation. She played Sonya in that movie. Just to kind of give you an idea of, like, how bad this is going to be. Um, She played Sonya in Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Turns out the actress, though, that plays her, even though she's in these really, really bad roles, because they are really bad roles, um, she is actually, like, she can speak different languages. I think she can speak, like... German, Swiss German, I think, French. I was, like, really surprised at how many languages she can actually speak. But um, she has a really bad accent in this film. And they give her, like, these capes for whatever reason. And she's also blonde in this film instead of having, like, the green hair, which Viper is kind of known for. Um, And this movie also plays around with, like, different themes of, like, cloning and stuff. Um, There's another agent that works with uh, Nick, who I believe is a psychic. She can kind of, like see into the minds of other people um it's it's crazy anyway lisa renna's in this film too she plays nick's like love interest as far as i know there's no maria hill in this um but there's another character i think his name is alexander and he plays or he um is like another one of uh nick's like right hand men in this film i think his character excuse me i believe his character also later on is in um other marvel movies too I think they kind of call back to his character's name in other films. And I did find out that some of the set pieces 
in both of these movies were actually used later on. For example, Generation X, the castle they're using or the mansion they're using um, is a real-life mansion slash castle thing or whatever that they actually use in the other X-Men films, too, um, along with, I think, some DC movies, too. So that castle's been used quite a bit. I think I'm going to stop locking in place for a minute because it's like... Yeah. Anyway, um, and then I think one of the ships in the Nick Fury movie was also reused in, um, a Mar- uh, I think, Captain America and in Iron Man, I want to say, too. So pretty cool um, just to see how, like, the, the throwbacks to those things are. Most of these things were going to land a sequel. I believe the David Hasselhoff film was going to land a sequel, but it didn't. Um, and I can kind of see why it didn't. Um Again, it wasn't it wasn't a terrible movie. It just it was it was very nineties made for TV starring David Hasselhoff. What you would expect from something like that. No one really gave. Oh, okay. No, I'll, I'll talk about this in the next part of the episode because uh, I do want to talk about one movie that I watched outside of those two as well. It was the nineteen eighty nine The Punisher. Um, had no idea this movie existed. Had no idea. This movie was a thing. I, I truly did not. I'm going to do a little more walking in place. Um, but yeah, I really did not know this movie was a thing. But it was starring, his name is Dolph. Is it Dolph? Something. I, I don't know his name. Um, <laughs> but he's from, um, I want to say, not the Karate Kid, Rocky. I think he's from the first Rocky. First or second, the blonde guy. Um, the, the handsome guy, the handsome bad guy. He was in this movie. He plays the character of the Punisher, of Frank. And I was like, that movie was crazy, y'all. I don't know if you've seen it. These are all on YouTube, by the way. You can watch them all on YouTube for free, for free, so you don't have to worry about, like, you know, paying money to see these things, because why would you want to? Um, But this movie was actually really violent. There's so much death in this Punisher movie. I was like, are you... I don't know if it came to theaters. It might have, but there was a lot of death. I could like I was shook. I was shook at how much like people were shooting. He was shooting. Um, because obviously if you know the story of the Punisher, then you know that he has like a wife and children. He ends up losing his wife and children. It's very sad. And this movie makes no exception of that. You still see that. I think this time though, instead of it being a boy and a girl, it's two girls and their mom, and they end up blowing up. And so he's kind of been a, a vigilante ever since. Well, this agency. Um, has kidnapped these children of like, you know, powerful men and are thinking or trying to kill their kids. And he's after these people in this agency, but he's also after these these men that have done no good. And um, I don't know, like it's 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 a really sad take on the Punisher. I mean, I guess the Punisher is just kind of a sad story as is, but he's kind of like trying to end his life at the same time, taking so many other lives. So he kind of has like this like I really don't care attitude about everything, um, which is like, it's, it's really sad in this movie. It, it was a good movie, though. Surprisingly, I was I actually liked this movie. Um, I didn't hate it. I thought it was a, a pretty good film. Um, but it just, again, what really took me back was like all the shooting and the crazy stuff that was going on. Like there was like, you see like shots to the head. All, I'm like, dude, there's a lot happening in this movie that I just wasn't prepared for. Because I'm, I'm thinking it's like, I thought it was going to be as corny as like the other two were. And it's really not, it's really not a corny film. At, like, I mean, I guess there are levels of corniness to it, sure. But it actually felt better produced than the other two. 
Like, I would say of all three of them, I think the worst produced was the X-Men film. That was just really badly produced. Like, it just, I, I would say I enjoyed it more than the David Hasselhoff one. But it was just, it was re- very, very, very made for TV. I mean, they both were. The, the other two that I mentioned, uh, the Nick Fury one and then, I think it's Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, was very, very corny and campy, and so was Generation X. But I really think that, like, the, I don't know, the Punisher one wasn't. It wasn't as, like, crappy and campy as the other two. I, I really, I was like, this is actually very serious. Also, the Doff guy, the main character, the actor, he looks really good with black hair. I was like, okay. that's a, it, was a, it was a good look. I mean, he looks, you know, great with any color, but it really looks very good. And I'm surprised that out of all the movies that I've known him, like, that I've known of him being in, because, like, whenever I see his face, I, I, in, I automatically think of Rocky and other films like that. But I did not know that he was, that this film even existed. And so I'm kind of like, I'm surprised that it doesn't really have, or maybe it doesn't, I just don't know, but I'm surprised it really doesn't have the cult following that I think it should. Like, I've heard way more about Generation X and even that David Hasselhoff and Nick Fury movie than I've heard about this version of The Punisher. Which I find surprising, because again, I don't think this is like the worst version of The Punisher. I think this is actually a fairly good version of The Punisher. And I, like I said, I was surprised at how much I engaged with it. Like I was actually like, like sometimes during the Nick Fury movie, I definitely lost interest. Excuse me, I was like texting friends. I was like looking at my phone and doing things on my phone. But um, the, uh, the uh, Punisher film, I was really like, this is actually pretty good. And he doesn't actually don the typical Punisher, like, look with the skull and everything. He doesn't actually do that at all in this movie. And I'm not sure if it's because, like, they didn't have the rights to it. I don't really know why he wasn't able to use it, but he didn't end up using it. I think there's, like, I think I read on IMDb that there's, like, some daggers that he uses that do have, like, the skull on them. Um, I also heard that there might have been a sequel, but that the actor who played Punisher d- didn't want anything to do with a sequel. Uh, he was kind of over it. So I was like, oh, okay. Um, there were also some kind of interesting fun Easter eggs in most of the films. So for like the Generation X movie, um, you can see that in the arcade that Jubilee's playing her game in, behind her, there's actually a machine that's called X-Men. It's actually a video game of the X-Men, you can see it. And then also, uh, one of the characters, I think his name was Reflex, or Refrax, whatever his name was, he's wearing a Wolverine shirt. So there were little uh, X-Men Easter eggs throughout that special. Um, in the Punisher movie, there were there was a shot of the two kids in the film that they end up dying wearing um, Spider-Man shirts. So that was kind of cool. Um, I also want to add that this movie ends on like some dark notes. Like there, again, so this these people are trying to kill these these children um, or the, the children of these these guys that uh, have a lot of money, I guess, or owe them money. I can't remember what that storyline was. And at one point, one of the one of the kids' father comes to like rescue him. And there's this moment between them and the Punisher. You think it's going to end kind of nice, but it doesn't. The dad is kind of like, I'm going to kill you, yada, yada, yada. And that's when Frank is kind of like, actually, like, no, you're not. And again, the kid is there, so he's fighting the dad. And both of them have a moment where they both push the kid in different moments. So the kid's just getting pushed around after being held hostage for all this time. Um, But eventually, uh, the kid is telling, like, his dad, like, don't hurt the Punisher, basically. Like, stop, don't hurt him, blah, blah, blah. And so they're struggling for the gun. Um, they end up, you know, that typical moment of who got shot. Of course, it's the dad that gets shot and ends up dying. 
And the kid is, like, just sitting there, and he's, like, just sad. And, of course, like, you know, Frank's character kind of, like, is, like, for whatever reason, he's down on his knees. I don't remember what the reason was, but, like, the kid ends up, like, coming up to him and, like, basically wanting to be hugged and, like, held because his dad is dying. And so he, like, he hugs the kid, but it's not, like, again, he's he's on his way out mentally. He's just kind of, like, I don't really want to be here. Um, but he kind of, like, hugs the kid, and he's like, you're a good kid, but if you ever, oh, no, what happens is the kid ends up reaching for the gun and trying to shoot Frank, and Frank is like, do it, basically, like, do it, like, you about to be that, which is crazy, and so he, like, gets in, you know, in the way of the gun, and is like, basically shoot me in the head, like, just end my misery, and the kid, he's a kid, you know, he's shaking, he starts crying, he can't do it, that's when the hug thing ensues, and I was just kind of like, that was a moment. <laughs> that was a moment. You could have you could have done something else, Frank, than do what you did because that kid was just like obviously angry because you just killed his dad, right? So that was like kind of a sad moment. But he kind of turns to the kid and he's just like, after they, you know, he consoles the kid for a second. He's like, basically, you know, if you don't grow up to be a good man, I will come. I'll come and collect you too. And I was like, damn, like, did you just threaten this kid's life at the same time, saving this kid's life at the same time, asking this kid to end your life, like? There was a lot of whole lot of there was a lot of whole lot of going on. There's also a detective that's in this movie who kind of like doesn't work with Frank, but does work with Frank. I think he's trying to bring him in. I don't know, but like Frank is like a vigilante, and like I mean, from the jump of this movie, there's people getting killed. There's explosions. Like there's some real. You can tell they spent more money on this than they did on anything else they were doing because like it was insane how many like people died in this movie. I'm like, damn. Like there's like, a scene where, like, a whole dojo of people get killed, there's people up in a bar scene that get killed, I'm like, damn, everybody died in this movie, like, and Frank just has no craps to give, he just does not care, and I'm just kind of like, that's, which, again, is, is, I feel like it's very in line with The Punisher, but I just, I'm really surprised that this film did not get the reception that I thought it would, just watching this movie, because it is very, like, action-packed, like, things don't stop happening in this movie, that's why I was kind of surprised at how people just didn't react very well to it. Apparently Stan Lee didn't like it and thought it was way too violent of a movie, which I can totally see. Like, it, like I can't picture Stan Lee liking this movie after a scene. Like, I mean, with the, with the Marvel films that he's made appearances in and those, you know, the subject matter of those being more, like, more lighthearted, I don't think I've seen anything on this level when it comes to the Marvel films. Like, this was, this was a lot. Like, again, there was a lot of death all over this movie and again because the character of frank really isn't like charismatic and charming and not that he's meant to be that he doesn't have any ruse in this movie not that he's meant to okay again he's kind of the guy that's like i am when i tell you that i'm over it i'm like over it so i kind of thought it was interesting um but i mean the whole movie like i i, I out of the three of them i would say I would recommend watching that one the most, I guess. If, okay, no. So if you're more into serious films, like serious Marvel movies that have like a lot of, I guess, like edge to them in a way, I would say watch that Punisher film. It's not the greatest movie in the world. I'm not saying that it is, but I'm saying that like, if you like darker Marvel um, and like just that, I would say watch that. Um, if you like more like campy um like, why am I watching this? What the heck? I would recommend the other two, specifically probably the Nick Fury movie. If you like just zany, if you like Batman forever, and you like just really campy, like, garbage pail kids movie, things like that, I would 100% recommend Generation X. Like, if you like Disney, like, old school Disney Channel original movies with cursing in it, 
and out-of-pocket behavior and out-of-pocket things said to minors um, for no reason, I would say watch that movie because that's what happens in that. Um, but overall, like all these movies, I, I'm glad I watched them all. Yeah, I'm a huge Marvel fan. I love Marvel. And I think just seeing just like kind of where Marvel was and where it is now it's like y'all can say anything you want to about bad marvel movies like oh dark phoenix is bad or uh you know the spider-man movies whatever one you think is bad is bad or you know all these movies are bad it's like baby let me tell you there was there was a time where movies were worse than this (laughs) um so i'm gonna say there were there was a time in marvel movies and i don't want to put that punisher by the way on that same level as those other two I really don't want to because I feel like that was a whole different type of vibe, that Punisher film. Um, and I'm kind of sad that it, it doesn't get the recognition I think it deserves because I really think it was like, it was a pretty good movie. I, again, I don't think it was as bad as the other two. The other two definitely felt way more corny and way more campy. And yes, this movie has its moments, but nowhere near that. Oh, going back to the Nick Fury movie for a minute. Speaking of the character of Viper. So towards the end of the film, Viper gets away, which is hilarious because like, in a few seconds after after she escapes Nick's, like, grasp or whatever, he's like, she's probably halfway by China, to China by now. And I'm like, she literally just escaped you seconds ago. I doubt that she'd be halfway anywhere that you can't follow. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Um, but that happens. And then there's this, another scene where her dad is, like, brought back to life. And there's this weird moment between her and her dad that feels kind of uncomfortable where I'm kind of like why does it feel like she and her dad might have relations like at the same time of being related it was very questionable I like that last scene of them together I was like this is this is a thing like I think he I don't know if he puts his hands around her face I forgot what happened but it just it kind of she embraced him almost like she was in love with him versus like admiring him like it was very weird it just it got weird that whole movie was weird (laughs) But anyway, that's the end of this episode. But yeah, if you want to see bad Marvel films, check out Generation X from 1996. Check out um, Nick Fury, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. from 1998. And then check out um, The Punisher 1989. Again, I don't put that on the same level as the other two. I think they're, they're all their own levels of bad um, where I don't put The Punisher in bad. I just don't. I think I, I put Punisher in like, surprisingly not as bad as the others that's what i'm gonna say anyway guys i'll see you guys next time have a great rest of your day and evening afternoon whenever you listen to this we'll get back to more musical stuff as soon as i can i might do one tonight or two i don't know i know i need to get into my second album get into some bsb and possibly some nsync too um at some point i don't i'm gonna do it it's gonna happen it's just a matter of when but i'll see you guys next time peace